Welcome to the Condo Market Analysis. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski from Condo Vultures. If you're listening to this podcast, that means it must be a Monday. Why? Because every Monday I do a statistical deep dive on one of the markets located in the Tri-County, South Florida area of Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties. And for this particular week, we're going to focus on the market of Aventura. Aventura is located on the mainland in northeast Miami-Dade County, right on the border with Broward County, immediately north of Aventura is going to be the Hallandale Beach, which is Broward County. Also where Gulfstream Racetrack is to the east will be Sunny House Beach. Now the specific boundaries for Aventura versus the market that we um, uh, sort of gauge, it's gonna be a little bit different. We're gonna go more so on the way people sort of live rather than municipal um, gerrymandered lines. So, so for Aventura, the way we define it, it's going to be the Broward County line south to 163rd Street. It'll be the Intercoastal Waterway west to Biscayne Boulevard. So that's our um, our boundaries for Aventura. Again, not based on municipal line, but more so um, based on the way people sort of live. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do, get we're going to do a segment on condos. I'll do another segment on luxury condos. I'll do a third segment on distressed condos, and then finally I'm going to do a market or a segment on the rental market. A couple things to keep in mind if you want to see any of the statistics. Uh, that uh, basically lead to or are the the you know the form or the reason for this podcast go to condovulturesrealty.com condovulturesrealty.com scroll down to the middle of the page there you'll see a whole series of reports that uh, have been produced and published and also too uh, you can there's a written word associated with each of these particular segments that we're going to focus on so that's point number one point number two all the data that we have and I'm going to be referring to it's all coming out of the Southeast Florida MLS matrix what is the Southeast Florida MLS matrix it's effectively a database that realtors use in order to market properties as well as identify properties in order for them to do business. Now, what is a realtor? A realtor, somebody with a real estate license pays $1,000 a year. For that, they get a bunch of privileges. They get representation in terms of, um, uh, from a legislative perspective, lobbying, i.e. lobbying, but also too, they get to use this database, which is called the MLS. Now, in order to put something into a database, a uh, realtor's got to offer commission. So if you have a listing, um, uh, you offer commission as a realtor. And lo and behold, you can reach out to other realtors or you can reach out to those people who are serving online and they're finding these different properties that are up for sale. So that's effectively uh, what our source is. Again, Southeast Florida MLS matrix. So before we go ahead and we um, take our commercial first commercial break, before we get into the segment, I want to remind you, if you are not yet a subscriber to the podcast, please go ahead and do so wherever you listen to um, your podcast. If you like what we're doing, leave us a comment as well as a rating. More comments and ratings we get, the more likely we are to uh, spread our message and move towards accomplishing our mission, which is bringing straight talk to an overhyped South Florida real estate market. And then finally, if you have any comments for me or about what we're doing, uh, please send an email to inquiry at condovultures.com, I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. All comments we receive, we read and discuss during our Wednesday Reporter Roundtable, where I bring together current and former journalists, talk about some of the biggest headlines that have occurred within the last week. So all that being said, fasten that seatbelt, lean back, and get ready to learn all about the Aventura condo market. This is Peter Zalewski of the Condo Vultures Podcast. Before I started doing these podcasts, I basically was in the business of being a licensed real estate broker, a contributing um, columnist for the Miami Herald, as well as the Miami Real Deal, but also expert witness work in consulting. So if you are looking for an expert witness or if you're looking for consulting services, a straight talk perspective as to what's going on in a particular marketplace, a building, or what happened previously for whatever your situation is, whether you are a, an attorney, whether you are an institutional fund looking to invest, or whether you're a lender who's trying to come up with some sort of a strategy and approach uh, for your lending committee going forward, I just might be able to help you. To get a hold of me, please uh, reach out to 
Peter at condovultures.com. That's Peter at condovultures.com. Or give me a call to the office at 305-865-5859, 305-865-5859. Welcome back to the Condo Market Analysis. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. We're going to talk about Aventura condos for this particular segment. This is any and all condos. So these will be the old crappy condos built 50, 60 years ago. It'll also be the condos that are um, uh, super improved luxury on the golf course. So it's going to be any and all condos for this particular uh, segment. And again, just to remind you one last time, if you want to see any of the statistics or if you want to see charts, go to condovulturesrealty.com, go to the middle of the page, and there you'll see a whole series of reports uh, based on the various markets in the tri County, South Florida area, and all the data comes from the Southeast Florida MLS Matrix, which is a database that realtors use to identify properties that are for sale, for rent, um, whether you're on the listing side or you're on the buyer or tenant side. So what do we got going on in the uh, Aventura condo market? Currently about 1,270 condos for sale, 1,270 condos for sale in 2020, first 12 months, or not the first 12 months, but all 12 months in 2020, you had 1,077 condos trade, 1,077 condos trade. So what does that mean? Well, if I take the 1,077 condos that traded in 2020, I divided by 12 months in a year, which is how many months were in 2020, you come up with about 90 units trading each and every month, 90, 90. So if you say, okay, the absorption pace or the sales pace of or transaction pace of condo sales in Aventura is about 90 units a month. I divide that what's currently on the market, 1,270. I come up with 14 months of supply, 14 months of supply. Now, equilibrium for a marketplace should be six months. Anything less than six months means there's nothing to choose from. The seller's got the advantage, much like what's going on on the single family house market. Well, on the condo market, it's a little bit different story here in Aventura because there's 14 months of supply, much more than the six months. That means the buyer has the advantage. There's way too much to choose from and therefore a buyer can be selective and they can basically try to lowball and see if they can't pull a property off of the market and uh, get some seller to bite. So um, that's what we got going on. 14 uh, months of supply. Now what about pricing? What's going on in the Aventura condo market? Average asking price per door per unit is $680,543. bucks. Six eight zero five four three In 2020, all 12 months, the average transaction price is $404,744. 744. That's about a 68% difference between what the uh, the current asking price is on average versus what units traded for. Now, what I have found over the course of uh, studying this stuff and writing about this stuff and analyzing this stuff for you know close to 30 years, what I found is typically when there's about a 20% difference between the asking price and the transaction price, you tend to get some sort of activity. Uh, Eight to 12% difference is when you tend to get a deal done. So when I see a 68% spread between the um, average asking price per door, that suggests to me that you have a lot of sellers that are overconfident into the marketplace. And if you are a buyer and you're looking to play in this market, I'd encourage you to lowball and just keep lowballing and eventually somebody will bite. Why are they going to bite? Because the units are sitting on the market forever. And I'll get them to get to that shortly. That'll be the days on market aspect. But before I do, let's talk about price per square foot. Now, many of you will focus on price per door or price per unit thinking that that's the most important. And I will tell you that is not the most important. In fact, that's the least uh, important uh, part of looking at it, buying a condo, especially in a market like Aventura. Why? Because a condo, you need to consider what it is. It's nothing more than a commodity. The pricing of a condo can all be figured out. It's all straight math. It doesn't have anything to do with anything else. Um, unlike a house. A house, uh, you know, the, the lot layout could be different. The number of floors could be different. The interior could be different. The trees, who's, what uh, what's located next to it. All that stuff's going to 
factor in in a house. And a condo, nothing really factors in per, but, but for floor and per view. For instance, in many condos, the difference per floor is three to 10 grand. Um, the views, the water view versus the city view in a building, it can be like 75 to 100 bucks a foot uh, difference. But so the point is it's all mathematics. There's nothing special versus a house, which is more like a work of art. Each and every one of those is gonna be a little bit different and, and it really sort of challenges an appraiser versus a condo. It's not too difficult for an appraiser basically to be able to figure it out based on my experience. So that being said, um, the commodity that is condos uh, in Aventura, average asking price, 357 a foot, 357 a foot. In 2020, the average condo transaction price, 244 a foot, 244 a foot, about a 46% difference, 46% difference. And again, 20% difference gets interesting between the buyer and seller. Typically eight to 12% is when a deal gets done. So if you are a buyer and you're looking at the Aventura condo market, my suggestion to you is to lowball and uh, throw out offers and chances are you're gonna hit on something. Now, um, final point to keep in mind about the Aventura condo market, average number of days on the market. This is the number of days that a condo on average will sit on the market in Aventura. 236 days, 236 days. So that means you're getting close to eight months of sitting on the market. Now, if you are a listing agent and you get in a six month listing and you know it's gonna sit there for 236 days because it's overpriced, why would you wanna be the listing agent takes the first listing? You'd rather get it on the second six months because chances are that seller is gonna be fed up and frustrated and they might actually cut the price. And if they cut the price, it's probably gonna trade. Now, the units that do trade, how long does it take on the trade? 162 days, 162 days. So you can see, properly priced up, unit is going to trade in effectively, what is that? That's about, you know, six months or so, just under six months. And a unit that not appropriately priced, it's going to sit there eight months and counting. So that's the overall um, uh, perspective about the Aventura condo market. We'll take a commercial break. The other side break, we're going to get into luxury condos in Aventura. This is Peter Zalewski of the Condo Vultures podcast. Back in 1995, I got my real estate license, but I didn't practice for a number of years simply because I was writing about real estate as a journalist. 2006, I broke out and I launched a company called Condo Vultures. The idea was to try to use information, uh, data, and know-how to try to get the best deals on behalf of buyers. So if you are a buyer and you're looking for a deal, you're looking to try to understand the condo market in the Tri-County, South Florida area, myself or my team are here to help you to get a hold of us. Please call us at 305-865-5859, 305-865-5859, or visit our website, condovulturesrealty.com. If you're enjoying the Condo Vultures podcast and you want more information, but this information in the written word as well as charts, why not sign up for the Southward Distressed Market Intelligence Report? To do so, go to condovulturesrealty.com. Slightly below the main banner and logo, you will see a sign-up box. It's called the South Florida Distress Market Intelligence Report. Sign up. Simply enter your email address, hit subscribe, and lo and behold, every week you'll be sent a newsletter giving you the latest updates on what's going on in the distress market in South Florida. Welcome back to the Condo Market Analysis. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. We're going to talk about luxury condos in this particular segment. Um, I like to say, uh, or I like to start this segment typically when I do focus on the market is what is luxury? Define luxury. I will tell you in South Florida, and when someone is selling, they claim it is luxury. When somebody is buying, they claim it is shit. Why? Because of pricing. Because of pricing. Um, how do people define luxury? Depends on who you ask. Um, the way we define luxury is a million dollars or more asking price. So if a condo has a list price of a million dollars or more, it's luxurious. If it's listed for $999,999, it's not luxurious. Simple as that. Are we right? Yes. Are we wrong? Yes. 
Is everyone else right? Yes. Everyone else wrong? Yes. Why? Because luxury is vague. It doesn't mean anything. Um, so keeping that in mind, let's get into what we define as luxury. Again, million dollars or more. So in the luxury condo market in Aventura, 210 units for sale, 210. In 2020, all 12 months, 73 units traded, 73 units traded. So if I take the 73 units that traded in 2020, I divide it by 12 months of the year, I'm coming up with six luxury condos trading every month. So what does that mean? Well, I take the six condos that trade per month, that's the pace. I divide it into the 210 of that are for sale. I'm coming up with close to 35 months of supply, 35 months of supply. So we're pushing three years of supply. Now, what is equilibrium for luxury condos? Should be six months. Some brokers who are in the luxury game, air quotes, luxury, um, again, million dollars or more is what we define it as, but everybody defines it the way they want. So some brokers in the luxury game, they say, well, no, you can't take six months to sell a luxury condo uh, because the buyers and the sellers have more money than God. They don't need to react. Uh, you know, the market conditions don't uh, impact them whatsoever. So they say um, it takes 12 months or it takes 18 months. This is what the luxury brokers say, 18 months. So if we give them the benefit of the doubt and we say, okay, a luxury condo takes 18 months to sell, it still means Aventura's market uh, for luxury condos is a buyer's market because there's 35 months of supply versus the 18 that the luxury brokers are actually asking for. Now, what about pricing? Average asking price for a luxury condo in Aventura, just over $1.9 million. $1.9 million in 2020. Um, average transaction price for a luxury condo, $1.5 million. $1.5 million. So that looks like about a 27% spread. 27% spread. Again, 20% difference. It tends to get a little interesting. 8 to 12% difference. You tend to get a deal done. So you can see the pricing because of the, the amount of supply that's on the market. It's a little bit more reasonable than what we saw initially with the overall condos. But again, I don't care about price per door. I care about price per foot, just like many people care more so when they're looking for gasoline. What is the cheapest price per gallon? So they pull up an intersection unless they have an affinity with a, or some sort of incentive to go into a particular gas station. Chances are they're buying the cheapest gas um, that's available at that intersection with various brands. So focus on price per square foot. And what is the luxury condo market uh, per square foot in Aventura? Average ask, 630 a foot. 630 a foot in 2020. Average transaction price for a luxury condo, 510 a foot. 510 a foot. That's about a 24% spread. 24% spread between the average asking price and the average transaction price. That again shows you that some of these sellers, they're trying to get a little bit more reasonable in terms of what they're asking versus what the units sort of trade for. There looks like, yeah, you know, maybe they'll, they'll um, you know, they're looking for offers. They want somebody to sort of drive it in there. So 24% uh, uh, difference. It seems at least it's a little bit more reasonable to get a deal done. Now, finally, days on market in the luxury condo market in Amateur, those condos that have been in the market, they've been there an average of 321 days, 321 days. That's a hell of a lot of days to be on the market if you are a seller. Now, the units that did sell, they sold in 20, 260 days, 260 days. So you can see, even if it's appropriately placed, that condo, it's still going to take 260 days versus the ones that are on the market. They're there 321 and counting and counting. So the takeaway from luxury condo market in Aventura is it is a buyer's market and uh, sellers a little bit more reasonable in terms of price. But if you're looking for a luxury condo in Aventura, my suggestion to you, low ball, low ball, low ball. So we'll take a commercial break. The other side break, we're going to get into the distressed condo market in Aventura. This is Peter Zaliski of the Condo Vultures podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And I wanted to alert you that if you have a property that you're looking to sell in the Tri-County South Florida area, I would encourage you to reach out to Jenny Hortus, a licensed real estate broker with CVRRealty.com. She's my partner. She's been in the business for uh, north of 15 years. 
More importantly, she knows the market. She knows how to get a deal done. And she also realizes that it's more important to get a price that you can accept and sell the property rather than to hold firm on some price that's never going to be achieved and ultimately languish on the market. So if you're looking to do, do a deal that you want a skilled expert who can help you sell a property, reach out to Jenny Huertas at 305-865-5859, 305-865-5859, or visit her website, cvrrealty.com. If you're listening to this podcast, think about who else is. If you want to reach that crowd, which tends to be investors, buyers, developers, lenders, why not advertise on the Common Cultures podcast? To do so, give us a call at the office, 305-865-5859, 305-865-5859, or send an email to inquiry at condovultures.com. I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. Welcome back to the Condo Market Analysis. I'm Peter Zalewski, your host. We're going to talk about the distressed condo market in Aventura right now. So there's effectively two ways to play the distressed market game in Aventura if you're using a listing, if you're using a listing, again, which is, involves realtors. So two ways are one, being a short sale, and two, being a foreclosure or an REO. Now, or which stands for real estate owned. So what does that mean? Well, a short sale is effectively when a seller has a loan or a mortgage and they are gonna come up short of repaying it off. Therefore, they're gonna, that, that particular borrower who's trying to sell, they're gonna ask the bank to take a haircut or a loss in order for the seller to be able to get out. Now, why would a bank um, possibly consider doing this? So they can avoid the foreclosure process. Nine to 12 months minimum, it's gonna cost thousands of dollars in litigation and at the end of the day, when the bank does actually get the property back, chances are it's gonna be damaged. There's recently a case where some woman who was for getting foreclosed on, she actually burned down the house. So these are some of the things that kind of keep in mind. So um, short sale, again, is a borrower who is selling. They're going to come up short or repaying, and, and they're trying to be preemptive, proactive, and they got to get the bank to agree to accept less than what's owed. And why does the bank do that? Because they want to avoid foreclosure. And a foreclosure, once the property is foreclosed, nine to 12 months later, and thousands of dollars in uh, fees, as well as potentially damage to the unit, then um, the property becomes known as what's called a real estate owned, an REO. It's a categorization or classification that a bank's can use for that property once they actually take title to it. So let's get into the Aventura distressed condo market. Now, there are five distressed condos that are currently on the market in Aventura, five units. In 2020, there were just about uh, three units that traded each and every month, the three units that traded each and every month. So if you got five units for sale and you got an average of three units trading a month, you got just um, close to two months of supply, close to two months of supply. So that is the overview, but let's break it down. Let's get a little bit more specific on short sales versus REOs. Again, short sale is preemptive and the bank's going to accept something that's short of being paid off in order to avoid foreclosure. And REO or real estate owned is once the bank actually go through and forecloses it and ends up with the property. So what do we got going on the short sale side? Currently four units in Aventura are listed as short sales. Four units listed as short sales. And the average asking price on these short sales is about $700,000 a door. $700,000 a door. That works out to 226 bucks a foot. 226 a foot. Now in, 12, in 2012, you had four units that traded. Four units that traded. Again, these these are not big numbers. This isn't a real big market. It's sort of something on the side uh, just to be aware of. So four units traded in 2020, traded an average of $213,000 a door, 213, um, and then price per foot, about 151 bucks a foot, $151 a foot. So what does all that mean? Well, if you got four units trading in 2020, that comes up to about 0.3 units trading per month. Take the 0.3 units that trade per month, divide it into what's on the market today, four units. I come up with 12 months of supply, 12 months of supply. Now, 
the number might seem high because six months is equilibrium, but I will tell you these are such small numbers. It, it you know it's not even really a market. Now on the price per uh, door basis, seven hundred thousand bucks is what they're asking on average for a short sale units that trade. They trade for two thirteen, so we're looking at two hundred twenty nine um, percent difference. So so sellers. Um, uh, are looking for a huge premium versus what short sales typically sell for. Now, on a price per foot basis, two twenty six a foot is what the average asking price is for a short sale in Aventura, while units trade at one fifty one a foot, which is fifty percent higher uh, than sort of uh, they, where they should be. And then finally, days on market. Um, 215 days is how long the uh, typical short sale has been on the market in Aventura. Units that traded, they trade in 132 days, 132 days. So that suggests that you're likely to see some price decreases on these short sale listings in order to get some deals done. Now, let's talk about the real estate owned, REO. Again, these are the properties that are foreclosed upon. The bank takes title and the lo and behold, they classified it as a real estate owned or an REO on their books. Currently, there's only one um, bank owned condo that's available in Aventura, only one. Average asking price on that is $2.5 million. $2.5 million. I guess it's not an average asking price, but it's actually the asking price. And on a uh, price per square foot basis, $7.35 a foot. $7.35 a foot. It had been on the market only nine days. Only nine days. Now, in 2020, there were 31 REOs that traded. 20, 31 REOs that traded. Um, if I take a 31 REOs that traded, I divided by 12 months in a year. I'm coming up with 2.6, close to three REOs trade each and every month. But I only have one on the market today. So that means there's less than a month of supply. Now, before you sort of consider the fact that, oh my gosh, there's no, there's no REO, that means the market is great. That's not necessarily the case. Because keep in mind, the banks have already taken title of these properties and what they will do is they will release them as they see fit to try to gin pricing, try to get that pricing higher than maybe it, it should have. Now, in this case, uh, the one unit that is for sale in Aventura, $2.5 million, that's much significantly higher than the average uh, transaction price uh, per door in Aventura for REO, which is $256,200, So you're talking about 860 percent difference, 868% difference. But because it is only one unit, it's more of an anomaly than anything else. Now, price per square foot basis, um, I mentioned earlier the REO that is for sale, that one single one in Aventura that's for sale, 735 a foot is the asking price, where in Aventura in 2020, average REO transaction price was 179 a foot, 179 bucks a foot, 311% difference. So you can see this one particular REO is so high priced, it just blows everything else out of the water. And then finally, the REOs that did trade in Aventura in 2020, Took them 116 days, 116 days. So you can see properly placed uh, priced uh, places in Aventura that are REOs and short, so they will sell. So that is the distressed condo market in Aventura. Let's go ahead, we'll take a commercial break. The other side of the break, we're gonna talk about the rental market in Aventura. After a one year hiatus due to the COVID-19 pandemic, we're bringing back the condo correction tours. I'm Peter Zalewski, the host of this podcast. I'm also the one who will be leading these tours. These are three or tours where we go to a particular neighborhood. We walk the neighborhood. We talk about market conditions. We look and talk about buildings. We also talk about what's going on in those particular buildings. Everyone who attends the tour, uh, they're given a handout talking about that. What's the current state of that particular market from a buyer as well as a seller perspective. It's real heavy on the information in terms of the handout, but it's also really uh, interesting and insightful based on the stories behind the buildings and how they are performing. So I encourage you. If you're in the market for a condominium, if you're trying to work to get listings in a condominium, this is probably a tour that you want to uh, take. It's straight talk, much like our podcast, and chances are you're going to enjoy it. You're probably going to want to attend all of the tours going forward. To get a schedule of our upcoming tours, please go to condovultures.eventbrite.com. Again, condovultures.eventbrite.com.
Welcome back to the Condo Market Analysis. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. We talked about condos, then we talked about luxury condos, then we talked about distressed condos in Aventure. Now we're going to talk rentals. We're going to talk rentals. Now, some of you might say, eh, what the hell do I care about rentals? Well, you might not care about rentals today, but something might change, and lo and behold, you might want to rent your place. Or when you're going ahead to buy it, you might want to know what rents go for just in case the situation changes. Um, you know, COVID changed a lot of things for people, and all of a sudden, they were forced into situations they never would have considered. So it's always good to kind of know your options, and that's why we deal with with the rental market. Now, a couple of things to talk about the rental market before we go ahead and delve into the data. Point number one is the statistics are coming out of the multiple listing service, the MLS, which I referenced earlier. Now, keep in mind, in order to put something in the multiple listing service, which again is a database for realtors, a commission's got to be offered. Now, everything is negotiable, but generally speaking, a commission on a rental in South Florida, the listing broker is going to try to get a 10% commission, 10% commission to be split by two. So that means uh, the gross annual rent, let's call it $1,000 a month, just for conversation, $1,000 a month works out to $12,000 a year you multiply that by 10% commission, you're looking at $1,200 a commission basically. So, so if somebody thinks that they're going to go ahead and they're going to make that $12,000 on that $1,000 a month, that's not the case because a 10% of will be peeled back from it. And lo and behold, the landlord's only going to end up with about $10,800. Now, how is the commission split? Well, 5% under this scenario is going to, or 600 bucks is going to go towards the landlord um, broker and 5% or 600 bucks is going to go towards the broker for the tenant. So what this means is a uh, landlord is going to have to pay in order to rent out this place. So if there is a corporate owner, you know, some of those buildings you've been by, you've probably driven by, you've seen the signs up front for rent, move-in special. You know, if you lived here, you'd be home already, all those types of units. Those are all typically corporate owners. That means there's one landlord. So that one landlord who has 300 units, if they were to use the multiple listing service and a broker, they're looking at 10% commission on each of these. So multiply that commission that I just gave you the scenario on, multiply it times 300 and you can see it doesn't really make sense for corporate owners. So what corporate owners tend to do is they tend to hire a person or two, they put them in a leasing office, they give them 35 grand, 40 grand, some benefits, and lo and behold, they're able to save all this money because they're not paying out the commissions. But as a result, they do not appear in the multiple listing service, which means these corporate-owned properties, for the most part, are referred to as shadow inventory. Nobody knows what's going on with it. Nobody is tracking it. Why is that? Well, that's simple. Nothing has to be recorded with the government when a deal goes down. Like if you do a real estate transaction, there's a deed um, issued and there's property taxes paid, everybody can figure that out. At least nobody ever knows anything about anything. Some cities have tried to create a situation where you know paperwork needs to be filed with the, uh, with the, with the municipality, but for the most part, that is not a factor uh, whatsoever down here. So the rental data is real, real, real sketchy. It is the honor of the brokers who are putting the information into this database that realtors use. And there have been cases in recent years where some brokers have gotten caught for basically cooking the books, if you will, lack of a better word, in terms of the information that we're putting in there and taking certain steps to make it seem as if they were more successful than uh, in reality they may have been. So keep that in mind. Another thing to keep in mind too is that the rental data that we're going to be referring to, we're going to be talking about apartments, condos, efficiencies, multifamily, and townhouses. And you say, well, yeah, but Peter, this is about condos. Why are you telling me about apartments, efficiencies, multifamily, and townhouses? Well, the reason I'm telling you that is most renters want to pay a price and to be in a location and they will adjust what they live in in order to be that price and that location. Now, when somebody's going to buy, typically what they're going to do is they're going to, they want certain creature comforts uh, and they will adjust their and, and price and they will adjust their location 
location in order to have those creature comforts. So that's the difference. So as a result, if you are a renter and you're looking at the market, you're going to consider anything. Uh, say you go in for a condo, but you only move into a townhouse or an apartment or efficiency if the numbers sort of make sense. At least that's been sort of my experience. Now, now the other thing to keep in mind is when you're looking at the statistics, um, the rental data, as I mentioned, is very general, very vague, but it's also very fragmented. And what I mean by that is some places are rented furnished, unfurnished. Some places are rented daily, weekly, monthly, and annually. So as a result, if you were to go through and try to slice and dice and figure out what the rental market is, you're going to get a real confused and you're probably not going to get a good perspective. So what I would encourage you to do is unlike the previous segments we talked about where everything was based on average, uh, for rentals, I'd encourage you to focus on median, the number that's right in the middle. And is it accurate? Well, it's as accurate as you can basically be when you lick your finger and you hold it up and try to guess which way the wind's blowing. And that's effectively what we're doing. But unfortunately, that's the best the market sort of has to go with. So what is going on in the rental market in Aventura? Currently about 300 places, uh, eight places for rent, 308 places for rent in 2020, 1,842 rented, 1,842 rented. So if I take the 1,842 that rented in 2020, I divide it by um, uh, 12 months, I'm going to come up with about 154 rentals a month, 154 rentals a month. So if I take the 154 rentals a month, I divide on what's currently in the market, 308, I'm coming up with two months of supply, two months of supply. So you say, Peter, that sounds like a landlord's market. There's only two months of supply. That sounds like a you know really interesting, a really good situation. Well, in theory, it's good based on the listings, but the uh, the rental prices will suggest a little bit different story. And again, I'm basing this on median prices. I'm not using averages. So median asking price for a rental in Aventura, about 2,700 bucks a month, 2,700 bucks a month. But the places that rented, they rented for two grand a month, two grand a month. So if this market was so tight and there were only two months of supply, why would the asking price be 2,700 and yet the landlord's only achieving $2,000 a month? So something to keep in mind. Now price per square foot uh, monthly, which again, I think is much more important than what you're gonna find on the price per um, uh, door basis. So the the median asking price for rental Aventura, $2.07 a square foot per month. Two point zero seven in 2020 what place to rent for 178 a square foot per month 178 a square foot per month and what are we looking at we're looking at 16 percent difference remember what i've been telling you 20 percent difference you tend to get some activity 8 to 12 percent you tend to get a deal done and you can see these places are priced right there in order to get a deal done percentage wise but you only have two months of supply so what does that mean that means chances are you have a bunch of corporate properties that basically are consuming and using up many of the the um, tenants that are out there. And as a result, some of these landlords have to get a little bit aggressive. Now, finally, uh, days on market, median number of days on the market for a listing in Aventura, about 58 days, close to two months. If this market was as tight as everybody would lead you to believe, there's no way a place should be sitting on the market a median number of 58 days. But what's interesting is the places that rented in 2020, how long did it take? 62 days, 62 days. So it took more than two months to go ahead and lease a place in 2020. Now, some of it might have to do with the pandemic, but why aren't things um, a little bit uh, more concise and shorter time periods now that a lot of people are getting vaccinated. So that is an overview about the Aventura rental market. It's also an overview about the Aventura market in general. Um, I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to remind you, if you're not yet a subscriber to the podcast, please go ahead and do so wherever you listen to your podcast. If you like what we're doing, leave us a rating as well as a comment. The more ratings and comments we get, the more likely we are to spread our message and move towards mission, uh, accomplishing our mission, which is bringing straight talk to an overhyped South Florida real estate market. And then finally, if you have a comment for us, um, you like what we're doing, you dislike it, you want to ask a question, make a statement, send an email to inquire at condovultures.com, I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. All of the emails and comments we receive, we go ahead and we read during our podcast um, reporters roundtable on Wednesday. There's a segment where basically everything's read a lot and then we sort of kick it around 
and we discuss it. So until next time, I want to remind you, I'm Peter Zalewski. I want you to be safe. You stay strong. You get inoculated so we can get back to some sort of normalcy and we'll catch up soon. Ciao, ciao.